another super insightful episode of the Martechno Beat, a specially curated podcast series powered by Netcore Solutions. This is exactly where you gain cutting-edge insights from leading marketers, product champions, and martech influencers on all things user growth, engagement, retention, and omni-channel personalization. The new year 2021 is well and truly upon us. Digital and mobile-first brands are moving beyond realigning to the new normal. It promises to be a year of experimentation, disruptive innovation, and consolidation, especially in terms of marketing technology adoption. I'm your host, Pradyut Hande, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Vakul Agarwal, Head of Retention, Product, and CLM Marketing at Growfers, India's leading online grocery app. Welcome to the show, Vakul. Uh, thank you, Pradyut. Uh, really excited to be on this talk with you. Awesome. So glad to have you here. Uh, for our listeners across the globe, just a little bit about Wakul. Wakul in his current role is responsible for the overall top line and customer retention at Grofers. He leads retention, analytics, product and consumer lifecycle marketing. Thank you once again, Wakul, for joining us today. And uh, with Wakul on this episode, all of you are guaranteed to gain razor-sharp insights on how Grofers has managed to scale and has managed to combat various pandemic-related user retention challenges through the power of data-driven marketing and personalized customer experiences. So what do you say, Vakul? Should we get down to it? Yeah, yeah. let's start. Awesome. All right, so uh, Vakul, for starters, could you just talk us through Grofer's genesis and uh, you know your fascinating growth story so far? Sure. Uh, so Grofer's uh, started in uh, December 2014, right? And mm-hmm. in 2015, uh, Grofer's was a very different player altogether. Mm-hmm. We were uh, what Swiggy is now. We mm-hmm. were a marketplace uh, and the promise that we had was and you order on Grofers and we'll get you everything in 90 minutes. Okay. Right. So 2015, we saw some initial success, uh, right? The unit economics of that business was not that great. Mm-hmm. And hence in 2016, we, we were struggling as a business. Right. Right. And then is when we decided uh, to go to market and study uh, what a consumer in India would want from a grocery player. Mm-hmm. Right. So we uh, visited key markets, which is Delhi, NCR, Kolkata, Bombay, Bangalore, etc., mm-hmm. and did some focus group studies there. Okay. And one thing which people in India want from a grocery player is better prices. Right. Especially one, for a very yeah. price-conscious market like India is. Yes. So uh, grocery is uh, not a, a want; it's mm-hmm. a need. Correct. You want an iPhone, but you need your groceries. Mm-hmm. Right? And hence, people said that they don't want to pay more for the same Ashurbad Atta or for the same Maggi that they consume. Mm-hmm. Right? That was across all markets. Mm-hmm. In 2016, we repositioned our positioning mm-hmm. to lowest prices guaranteed. And okay. by then, uh, I think Big Basket was our biggest competitor. And right. they were only talking about convenience and freshness of fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Right? So two very clear positioning. One talking about convenience and freshness of fruits and vegetables. On the other hand, growers stood for lowest prices. 
Right. So in 2016 is when we saw the period where in from 2016 to 2017 we grew very rapidly because of that difference in positioning. Got it. Right. Uh, and then uh, there were few consumption moments wherein we leveraged quite well. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a offline consumption moment is built in India wherein a Republic Day sale period or an Independence Day sale period is really big for grocery category. Right. It was created by the likes of big bazaars of the world, the offline players. Mm-hmm. So we took that uh, uh, consumption moment at our stride, right? And uh, hence we came up with our Maku property with the name of Grofers uh, Orange Bad Days, mm-hmm. uh, right? It's GOBD. Uh, we did it in 2019 for the very first time, right? Uh, with a proposition which was unheard of. Right, mm-hmm. it, it was essentially a hundred percent cashback up to five thousand, and whatever cashback you get, you can consume that in future transactions. Okay, so that became a instant hit. We grew by almost hundred percent month over month, right? And uh, by the end of uh, 2019, we were the biggest player uh, in the online grocery space, right? Uh, now things have uh, become slightly complicated because Big mm-hmm. Basket has also started talking about pricing. Zio is there, Amazon is there, Flipkart is there, right. and all of us are talking about better prices only. Right. So now it's the time to again reposition yourself, but so that you create a clear bifurcation of why you are superior or better uh, in terms of providing groceries to users. Right. So that exercise is still ongoing, but. The reason we grow was to latch on to the insight that people in India want better prices from their grocery player. That is the first and the foremost thing they want. After that comes the convenience or the other things. Makes sense. Makes sense. Very interesting. And I'm sure it was flattering for you guys also at some level to realize that your positioning stance is now being replicated by a lot of the other competitors also. But it also complicates matters for you because you now need to yeah. figure out a repositioning statement and uh, you know just sort of uh, to combat the competition that's doing pretty much the same thing that you guys are in terms of what they're communicating to the customers. Yes, exactly. So that becomes a problem because then we are talking about whoever has a deep pocket. Correct. And however, there is no substitute to a customer experience. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that also holds true. Uh, but uh, someone or the other will need to take uh, a leading position there mm-hmm. to change the overall scenario, right? right? Can we go beyond pricing? And uh, how do we do that? That is the uh, question that probably everyone needs to answer now. Right, right. And in an extremely competitive space like the uh, online grocery uh, industry, uh, you know, we've seen how across different industries, consumer behavior patterns and trends and shopping habits have evolved. What are specifically the key trends that you have witnessed in this space over the last 10 months in the backdrop of the lockdown, the pandemic, and things opening up post that also? Yep. So uh, fortunately for us, we were uh, one of the few categories uh, wherein the entire lockdown was beneficial for business. Absolutely. Right? People were locked in their respective places and homes, and hence they were majorly dependent on either nearby Kirana stores or uh, online grocery players. 
right in demand basically time. shifted online overnight there were a lot of first yes. time online grocery shoppers as well yeah uh, at the very start the traffic was so high that we were uh, almost it, it became impossible for us to serve uh, those many orders right so it was very challenging mm-hmm. plus there were strict uh, lockdown uh, uh, guidelines from the government itself right which also uh, took some time from us to get exact clarity what mm-hmm. services can we start uh, right whether we are allowed Correct. to deliver or not Correct, because they said that essentials could be delivered, but the broad definition of essentials was something that a lot of e-commerce players were uh, still yep. grappling with. Yes, uh, so like you said, right, the demand uh, overshot uh, within a day or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, what we have witnessed is uh, that there was a lot of organic demand, mm-hmm. right? Uh, essentially, we were okay without spending any marketing dollars, right? Uh, that was the scenario. The second thing, which was very interesting, was uh, the average order value that people right. were shopping before uh, the COVID and after COVID, right? After the right. lockdown, mm-hmm. that average order value shot up by over fifty percent. Okay. Right? Okay. People were consuming a lot more mm-hmm. because I think uh, outside ordering was almost zero. People right. were not moving outside their homes anyhow. Right. And hence, uh, all the meals were being prepared within the household. Right. right. And hence, consumption went really high. Mm-hmm. Uh, good thing that uh, that we have seen is, interestingly, that average order value still holds true now. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though now things are very relaxed. Right. Uh, when you look at from uh, the overall nation point of view. Mm-hmm. But I think that habit shift, right, wherein people were ordering for more. Whenever they used to order from online players, that has remained with uh, with them. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so our average basket size have increased dramatically. The consumption uh, has come down a little, okay. but uh, if I compare directly from pre-COVID levels, overall mm-hmm. uh, we are still at forty percent higher. Right. right? Uh, the peak was uh, around fifty-five to sixty. Uh, okay. Right. In some cities, it was even seventy percent. But it's still forty percent better than our pre-COVID times. Okay, yeah. really interesting. And I think the fact that uh, it has turned into a very habit-driven purchase behavior, uh, I think that has obviously worked in your favor. I'm sure that was a trend that caught a lot of view on the uh, supply side, also by surprise, because uh, the tendency normally. In our country, at least, is uh, when things go back to normal, you try and uh, go back to that level of normalcy in your life also, which means that there could have been a shift in terms of, uh, you know, what a digital customer might need or might not need. But in this case, it's clear that uh, demand continues to remain at that uh, level to a large extent. And you mentioned, yeah, go on. I think the reason the reason for that is also because many people were uh, hesitant to try online groceries uh, right. earlier, right? So this uh, entire period the, actually turned into a confidence building exercise for them as well. Yeah, because element of reliability. Users, yeah, many users tried it for the very first time and they saw the benefit, right? Mm-hmm. There is uh, convenience for sure because groceries are delivered home. The pricing is top-notch, right? Mm-hmm. Which is again something that people would have discovered. Mm-hmm. And hence, uh, it is both 
uh, light on your pocket plus it is convenient and hence people stick to uh, a more convenient or a better service right makes sense makes sense and avakul uh, these behavioral trends have a direct impact on a mobile first brand's product and engagement strategy uh, we've seen that in a lot of our conversations with our customers and uh, the larger industry as well uh, for you as a brand what are the three biggest user data or engagement or retention challenges that you are currently combating uh so see uh, there are multiple challenges right to quantify right. and then and three would be difficult but let me give it a shot right? sure uh one of them is to have uh, a single view of a user mm-hmm. and when i say a single view uh, i mean uh, how do i complement or get uh, every piece of information mm-hmm. across my digital platforms across my clm channels and across my crm channels right mm-hmm. can i get a very simple view that okay this user uh, interacted with my facebook ad then right. uh, Uh, also interacted with my notification mm-hmm. for example did a purchase mm. had a good experience or not had a good experience then a crm call went to him or a call was initiated initiated by him or her right it's a, that kind of single view uh, is something uh, which is still in progress mm-hmm. yes still uh, trying to get that single view ready though mm-hmm. multiple uh, so the situation that we were in in 2018 or 2019 things look much better now but right. still there are few gaps that we need to fill in that single uh, view from a user point of lens right right so that is one the second ongoing exercise within the entire team is how how better can we get in personalizing mm-hmm. our communication and being relevant all the time for the user right right the multiple journeys that have been personalized and have been automated mm-hmm. but uh, the scope out there is so much vast right uh, essentially for us we would want to send every communication that we send mm-hmm. should be super relevant and personalized to that user right but we are not at that stage right now right so that is the uh, second important thing the third is uh, how do we attribute better Mm-hmm. right uh, so digital channels clm uh, these things can be attributed uh, given the uh, complex and good nature of the platforms that we have right uh, now mm-hmm. uh, at our disposal but then how do we attribute that this user uh, mm-hmm. came onto the platform only because of xyz exercise and not because of abc correct right that kind of in that is also an uh, ever evolving uh, process i would say but our focus is also to get more deep insights across different channels that we use right, right. whether it be a simple conversion lift study that can help us in uh, attributing gains that we see on the business front mm-hmm. but attribution is again one constant evolving exercise for us Oh, and as is the case, I think with a lot of e-commerce businesses, there's that constant debate between uh, single touch and multi-touch uh, attribution, and that's an ongoing debate. Absolutely, uh, you touched upon, uh, you know, how you are trying to deliver personalization at scale and uh, go about doing it in the most relevant and contextual manner possible. 
and in a lot of our conversations as well we've realized that uh, you know it has emerged as a major game changer and uh, a conversion and retention lever if i might call it that uh, but personalization as we've also seen can mean different things to different brands you know it can be channel based personalization in terms of your marketing communication it could be in terms of a product recommendation engine on your website or mobile app uh, so i just want your thoughts on how does growfers leverage this uh, to drive higher platform stickiness uh, customer loyalty and revenue growth like you rightly mentioned right personalized personalization could be uh, across different channels right one is how do you personalize the content on the platform itself right how does app look to a user mm-hmm. as compared to how relevant your messaging is on a notification or on a digital ad or Correct. for example a email mm-hmm. right so very two important aspects uh, and the way we have gone about doing this is obviously you try to create uh, uh, a leverage data that you will be have for users mm-hmm. and try to create personalized product views for users because mm-hmm. we already know what kind of brands categories and products they buy right so Correct. it becomes easy for us to predict that okay uh, if uh, you as a user are shopping on gofers and you have shopped multiple times Mm-hmm. then we know for sure at what time you are likely to revisit the app and shop what are your favorite brands mm-hmm. and what are your favorite products that you would want to buy right so that we leverage on both our platform and on our communication mm-hmm. right so that that's the easy part right the, the difficult part is because you will buy certain products Mm-hmm. and grocery is a very vast category right you have right. hundreds of subcategories and multiple uh, subcategories within within uh, the main category right how do you know that okay if if a person is transacting for say 10 categories from me right is he or she interested in mm-hmm. buying more from me if i tell him or her that okay i have this particular category also on the platform mm. so the discovery part of it is really difficult for right. us right right because like i said dealing in multiple hundreds of subcategories correct so this is where we try to uh, probably leverage something uh, like a category affinity okay so if you are shopping for say munchies from me hmm. i know that a person who is shopping for munchies is also likely to buy a beverage from me which is a cold drink or a juice Right, right, a product bundle so of sorts. Yes. So, how do I subtly pitch that category to a user who is on a Munchies page? Got it. So these these kind of use cases are very important for us. Right. right. And and the whole idea is to penetrate further and further uh, in the number of categories that a user is buying, so which basically becomes the key to increasing your average order value. yes it it is a key to increasing our average order value and hence the wallet share that a household will spend on our grocery bill right right yeah. right that makes sense very interesting point that you brought out there uh, the fact that grocery itself has so many subcategories it's not like a fashion and apparel store where mm-hmm. you know you might have clothes shoes accessories etc Uh, and also another important aspect here at least with grocery that uh, i wanted to bring to the table is the fact that the frequency of purchase 
for different grocery items is very different right okay. for perishable items it's very different for dry items of a certain category like munchies as you mentioned would be different for uh, cooking oil and uh, other household cooking condiments etc it would be slightly different so i think that also adds another layer of complexity to how relevant and how uh, you know your uh, contextual your recommendations uh, can be yep exactly so see there are two uh, two ways uh, that you can bifurcate grocery buying mm-hmm. one is a stock up purchase uh, and the other is a top up purchase okay uh, a stock up is wherein people stock up for the entire month they will buy things like 10 kg ashirwad atta or mm-hmm. any brand of atta mm-hmm. then five liter oil right a pack of eight maggi mm-hmm. so they'll stock up and this stock up usually happens when people get salaries in india right right which is associated with the start of the month correct so that is one use case the second is like you uh, rightly said right you are running out of your favorite munchies mm. or you are running out of your favorite maggi mm. right you will probably go to one near, nearby kirana and top it up correct so these two use cases exist in okay. india uh, online groceries majorly uh, are solving the stock up behavior right now okay right wherein people usually buy items in bulk and hence average order size will uh, look like a complex mix of sub categories and mm-hmm. people will have roughly around 20 to 22 categories within their order right but as the month progresses say mm-hmm. after 15th towards the end of the month you will see people buying fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. buying munchies more often the mm-hmm. average order value will go down it starts with a very high at the month start and then tapers off towards the month end and right. say between 30th and 31st again rises because some of the players in india give early salaries as well right, right? it's a very interesting pattern and it holds true every month on ev- for every city right you mm-hmm. see a peak at the month start then it tapers off mm-hmm. till the week 3 and during the week 4 towards the later stages it again starts picking up again very interesting yeah. Yeah. all right so uh, what could be touched upon uh, certain key use cases that your uh, product recommendation engine is trying to address uh, just wanted to put uh, help uh, get more of a spotlight from you in terms of any innovative personalization campaigns uh, that growers may have implemented recently and uh, perhaps some of the key metrics that these may have impacted uh i actually talked about it in uh, the last question i'll right. uh, tell you again so sure. one of the most important use case for us is how many categories a user is buying from us right right and hence discoverability becomes a big question mark how right. do we ensure that a user is discovering more and more categories mm-hmm. that he or she consumes for sure mm-hmm. right so the affinity across different sub categories is something that we have mapped mm-hmm. already so we can quite rightly predict that if a user is adding products from this particular category then the likelihood for him or her to add product from other two three categories is fairly high got it so how do we make sure that we are showing those relevant categories on that page got it Correct. In fact, we we have an option of editing your order mm-hmm. after you have placed your order. 
okay right okay and so even is, after they have checked out yes so even after you have checked out mm-hmm. there is there is an option of editing your order because we know for sure that grocery buying is a huge list correct right and we wanted to take this opportunity of recommending the right categories even after you have bought from us oh okay very interesting yeah. because we know for sure that okay if you as a user has bought 17 categories right and there is a very high likelihood that you are likely to buy from another category that you have not bought from right we'll switch that category to you okay saying you can still edit your order and add this particular product because it has really good prices and it is super relevant for you right and that has been a huge success for us right the edit edit order uh, feature that we have very interesting and i think it plays into that entire uh, philosophy of uh, impulse purchase when it comes to grocery right because you come to buy grocery with a fixed list but then eventually yeah. you figure out that okay maybe there are two three more items that i could buy which were not on my original list so i think that yes. editing option post checkout makes a lot of sense uh, very very fascinating insight on that okay uh my final question to you wapul we've touched upon the uh, use cases that personalization is solving for a brand like grofers your growth in genesis over the years uh the key consumption and uh, and habitual trends that have emerged over the last 10 or 11 months uh let's get you to put your futuristic hat on and i want you to tell me what you think is the future adoption and use of uh, technology like artificial intelligence predictive analytics etc especially in the context of uh, online grocery as an e-commerce category so see uh, this could be a very good differentiation among different players out there in the market mm-hmm. right because uh, like i said a grocery buying purchase habit deals with multiple products and multiple subcategories true right uh, and uh, traditionally in india fmcg companies uh, the likes of hindustan unilevers itcs mm-hmm. uh, right pngs of the world they have done really well right uh, and because their network is so strong their brands are so strong but one thing that they never had was real time data uh, real time purchase data correct uh because they approach retailers and wholesalers and it's almost impossible to get real time data from such a big network correct what uh, any online uh, grocery player has uh, an advantage is they get real time data uh not only of what people have bought correct. but they also correct. get real time data of what people have browsed right correct. what categories and sub categories people uh have browsed through they went uh, how much time they had spent on a particular product or a category mm. right and you can also pan out affinities across different products different categories mm-hmm. right and hence the use of predictive analytics uh, ai and ml is nothing but how best you use your data and right. predict uh, what the future or how how can you push a particular product or category to a user which he or she might be actually looking to buy right right so this piece can be a real differentiation in this space mm-hmm. because you are getting very rich data you are getting data of what people consume what they are right. interested in and you are getting it in such large volumes just to give you an example right mm-hmm. a typical checkout on an amazon and a flipkart 
mm-hmm. usually has 1.75x products right you will go on flipkart you will buy a mobile phone and you will check out or mm-hmm. you will buy a ac refrigerator whatever that is mm-hmm. right you don't buy multiple products at one go correct right on grofers the average number of items that a user has on on his order mm-hmm. are roughly around 25 to 30 different items right and this with a very high frequency mm-hmm. right almost 2.5 to 3 times in a month mm. this is only purchase data right now imagine the browsing data that we would have correct at our end and hence if you use that data really well if you are able to predict and be super relevant towards users then it can be a very good differentiation which is also hard for anyone to combat true i think makes a lot of sense uh, yeah there's a vast uh, treasure trove of data points that would be available to a platform uh, in the online grocery space such as grofers does because every time a customer logs on Uh, to the website or launches the mobile app they're leaving digital footprints right uh, and it's not just about what they are doing and what they are purchasing but uh, as you mentioned it's also what they're browsing and viewing but i think another key signal here is what they are not purchasing or what they are not viewing and those negative signals also become part of you know your data treasure trove at the end of the day yes exactly so what they are not viewing uh, is part of that exercise wherein we try to predict that okay if they have not viewed certain categories of products which is the most likely category that i can pitch so that at least the user browses that particular category correct right that is how we ensure that they go deep uh, and buy from multiple categories from us and not really depend on few basics one basic ones right makes absolute sense All right, Vakul. That was my final question of this particular episode. Thank you so much for making the time and uh, being a guest on the Mar Techno Beat. It's been a pleasure interacting with you, and I'm sure our global audience will gain a lot through this particular episode, especially at a trying time like this, when a lot of e-commerce companies in this particular space are still trying to figure out how they can sustain that growth momentum. Thank you so much, Vakul, for joining us today. Vakul, no pleasure was all mine. Uh, nice talk. Thank you guys.